Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. You are listening to one of the only places that you can get simultaneous Wolves and Albion chat. I, Kiz, am our resident West Bromwich Albion expert. I use that term very loosely. Um, and our resident uh, Wolves expert, not using that term loosely, JB, um, how are you? I'm good, mate. Not too bad, thank you. Yeah, good, good to be back on the uh, on the airwaves as such. It's, it's been a couple of weeks again, but as we always say, when we we have these little gaps, we, we're, we're busy guys. Um, and as much as we try to get it on a weekly basis, which we do a lot of the time, um, occasionally sort of life and things get in the way. So yeah, glad to be back back uh, back chewing back chewing the fat, really, mate, and, and getting yeah. our teeth into it. Definitely, it's a lot harder this season now that we're in different leagues. Um, it, yeah, totally different schedules, um, but. We're soldiering on, JB. We are. We are indeed, my man. I'm just going to get progressively nicer to you in the intro, JB. Um, <laughs> Builds up a little bit more every week. So we're yeah, rushing yeah, yeah. Um, to begin the podcast. And on the subject of beginning the podcast, strong, JB, um, I believe you have a trivia question for me and the listeners. I do, mate. Yeah. So it's um, a, a different take. Obviously, I, I'm a big fan of my usual name, seven or eight players yeah. or teams or whatever. But I'm going for just a, a one, one item answer if you like this week so you may know it you may not may need a little bit of thinking but it's a good question as far as i'm concerned so who is the only player to score in the final of the champions league the uefa cup the fa cup and the league cup okay that's a great question he scored in the champions league is it is this a hang on yeah no that was about to be a stupid question Didier Drogba? No, good, good shout. That's who I would have gone for. Okay, no. You're sort of you're in the right era of players, and along you're sort of in that right. that, that Premier League great era. You're definitely on the right lines there, mate. Definitely. So FA Cup final, yeah, Champions League Champions final, League, UEFA Cup, FA Cup, League Cup. Frank Lampard. No. Oh no, maybe he didn't score in the UEFA Cup final, but he definitely yeah. scored in um Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Champions League. To be fair, he might not have done the League Cup either. Yeah. This is tough. But it's the right sort of era. Um I'm t- it's a great question because a lot of the best players, the top top players, won't have Played in the UEFA Cup. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It's on that cusp of of yeah, the crossover, really. Um, and then there's also the possibility that they scored in the UEFA Cup final before they played in the UK. Is that the case? Did they? Were they all? No, 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 no. no. That's a tough question. So it's not Lampard. It's not Drogba. No, but you, you, you literally. Torres. No. No, you, you, you're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Is... you, you, yeah. No. You're super, super, super close. You've got warmer as you've gone along. Okay. Okay. Why am I hitting a brick wall now then? I don't know. I'll come back to it. Okay. This, this might be common knowledge, to be fair. I've just never heard this question before and it's... It's yeah. a... Well, well, you, you've, re, you've you've guessed strongly, shall I say? So, yeah, you, you're definitely not a million miles away, far from it, far right. from it, my man. Right, we'll come back to that in a little bit. Okay, uh, we are going to take a lengthy detour to our two black country homes. First, 
Avenue and then to the Hawthorns. We're going to start at Molyneux because although they are off the back of two losses, there's a bit more positivity to talk about at Wolves. You've also beaten Leicester since we last recorded JB. Uh, yeah. What's the mood like? If you could gauge that from from you know sure. reliable social media and the- yeah, it's 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 very mixed. Um, you know, it's obviously not um, terribly terribly negative. I think that I think as, as I've always said, straight after the game during a game, um, people sort of react, speak in the oh. heat of the moment. M- m- myself included, I've always said that I wear my heart on my sleeve when it comes to football and particularly the Wolves. But a bit mixed at the moment. So obviously we got the win against Leicester um, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, whenever it was. Um, and it wasn't our greatest performance. Bruno came out and stated that. Um, but we got the job done. Um, it, it was efficient in a way that, that we ground out a, a win, maybe not against the run of players such, but, it, you know, it, it, if it had gone a different way, we probably wouldn't have had too many complaints, if that makes sense. So we, we, we did what we needed ten, to do. Ten, how good was that Wolves performance against Leicester? And, and I, yeah, I'm not going to deep dive that question, um, but, but I think there can be different contexts to a performance. Um, so, a, say it again, sorry. Give me a number, JB. Um, I'm going to say it was a solid, a solid sort of seven, seven and a half that along good? those lines. Say it again. That good? Be- be- because we did what we needed to do. Yeah. And, and, re- and, and that's what I'm saying about the content. On the eye, the way we played, the stats, whichever, whatever you want to look at it, yeah. it, it wasn't great. It wasn't. But we, we did what we needed to do um, at key moments. We, we got the goals. We defended well. Um, and we kind of like, we, we, you know, like I said, we, we ground out a result when it wasn't our best performance of the season. Good side. And then, and, and then we sort of did the complete opposite in effect against Arsenal. Yeah. Now, oh, it's funny actually because I, I think I touched it in a couple of weeks ago on one of the pods when I said I've been listening to some of our old podcasts and what I've been at. I remember listening to a pod a couple of weeks ago where we spoke about a game last year and I can't think who it was against. I think, no, I'll tell you who it was. It was against Leeds. We played Leeds last season and we scored really early on. And from the moment we scored, basically, it was backs against the walls. And that young lad, was it Joey Geldard, I think his name was always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he came on and and and, and scored an equaliser and, and that sort of thing. And we ended up holding on for a point. I remember coming out going, God, we were lucky to come out with a point. Was that this season or last? Or was that this season? Might have been this season. Did he come on and win a penalty or something? If... Oh, okay. I thought that was last season. Maybe that was this season. Season, but it's definitely an old episode. You know what? You, you may be right. Do you know what? Yeah, you may be very, very... I think you are right, actually. Thinking no, no, carry on, carry on. Um, and I remember speaking about scoring too early, which I hate using that yeah. phrase because yeah. a game of football is 90 minutes and you should prepare for every scenario. But we scored early and within that first 15 to 20 minutes, we, we looked bright. We, we had a couple of chances. We got the goal. Um, and then it was that sort of back to the walls of where we just... It was almost Nuno-esque a little bit where we just sort of sat back, sat back, sat back. Bruno didn't make any change until he had to. The Samedo injury was obviously a big blow. And cut a long story short, Arsenal just, they, they did a number on us for the second time this season. It just came at us, came at us, came at us. They, they, they got the equaliser. It was one of them where, let's just get out of here with the point. Um, and we, we didn't because we, we just kept on trying to absorb this pressure. The, the second goal that Arsenal scored, you know, listen, hindsight and all that and, and look you know obviously the, the shot's going wide the Sars stuck his hand out it's, it's clicked his thumb it's gone in it, it, it is what it is ultimately Arsenal deserve the win um, and that really sort of not, I was really that was probably one of the 
the most gutting result of the season for me, just in terms of the content. Jump in and, and confess something. Um, I was okay. watching that game last Thursday night, um, and obviously, as you say, Wolf scored early, bit of a gift of a goal. Yeah. Uh, taken very well, by the way. Uh, by yeah, yeah. But, uh, so I'm watching this game. Um, anyone who doesn't know us personally won't know this, um, but Jack's younger sister is my long-term partner, and she obviously comes from a family of Wolves fans. I was watching this game on my own, um, and I celebrated the Arsenal goal. <laughs> I celebrated the Arsenal goal, and she walked in, JB, and she gave me this look as if to say, you are not celebrating a goal against Wolves. And Good. No. The, worst, the worst part about this confession, JB, it wasn't even the winner. It was the one-all equaliser. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be honest with you, Keys. I've never seen such a reaction on social media from a plethora of different fans celebrating Arsenal beating us. It was, it was quite. It. I, I've never. I my phone and my did social media did not stop. Like I had Man United fans on to me, which was ironic because that meant Arsenal were. Two points behind with two games and no point behind with two games and um, West Brom fans. I'm at Albion fans sharing Arsenal's Instagram pages on the story. Villa fan. The lot. I've never known an outpouring of of, of happiness from 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 a, a Wolves losing. Um, it, it was quite bizarre. Quite quite sort of um, what's the word I'm after? I've gone completely blank. Quite um, oh, I've gone blank. What what the word is? I've gone completely blank. Almost. Uh, Quite what? Like it's almost a good thing that. Yeah, like a compliment. That's it. So a compliment. It was a compliment because obviously people were watching us and caring about us, um, to, and enough to, to to feel emotion when we lose. But it was gutting, and I felt that emotion as well because it was it really knocked the stuffing out of me. Um, it was a gutting yeah. way to lose. You know, you one nil up with ten minutes. Well, ten minutes plus injury time to go. You seemingly looking at, at the dream scenario of two wins out of two out of those really important games. And then it's sort of taken away from you um, through, in my opinion, uh, not, you know, not often happen this season, but, but sort of poor in game management and the, the, the players weren't at the races for, for the whole 90 minutes, 95 minutes. Yeah. So I do want to caveat the, you know, sort of, sort of celebrate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a, it was a brief get in, um, yeah. you know, that that's verbatim. Yeah. It was a brief get in. I'm not proud of it. Um but the reason that I gave it a brief get in when Wolves considered that goal was that was a huge, huge goal for Wolves to concede, to go against Wolves. Wolves had beaten Leicester. Wolves were 1-0 up against Arsenal. Wolves had West Ham to play. The, for that brief moment before Arsenal got back into that game, Wolves were genuinely building a strong case for the top four. I, I was they win this and they are they're they're in pole. And, that, and, that, and I think that's what why I've I think that's the most gutted I've felt in a long time about a game. I'll be honest with you, I think that's the that is the most gutted I've felt since 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 the FA Cup semi final. Um, on that sort of level, it, it was it not the stuffing out of me, it really did. Um, I, mean, I might have given it a get in that day as well. When, uh, yeah, 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 and, and I think, and, yeah, and 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 that was the I think, like I said, mate, I've never I've never seen a reaction personally uh, and on social media to, 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 to Wolves conceding. It was almost, I think, it was a I think it was a sigh and a breath of relief for all these fans that have seen Wolves being the doldrums in essence for so long and their worst nightmare is seeing Wolves qualified for the top four. And I stand by that. 
I think, I think, and I think the reaction on social media and personally, I can vouch for that um, because there's no other justification for it because, you know, it was just a game that, that Wolves are playing in. But I think that the thought of Wolves getting in the top four um, absolutely destroys a lot of fans of a lot of different teams. It absolutely does. Um, and, and, and I think, and I think that, that, that goal sort of killed it off in, a, in, a, in essence. Um, you think you yeah. are that big of a deal? Do you think anyone's that bothered about Wolves? I mean, we'll speak because I've never seen a reaction like that, mate. I've never seen a reaction like that. We, we must be... I, 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 pre, last, pre the Arsenal game, I'm not saying we're a huge side. And we, we, people are bothered. People, we were obviously creating waves and we're annoying people. People, because that reaction, mate, like, wasn't normal. I can't explain it. I, I can't explain it. It wasn't normal. To the neutral, though, I think Wolves have done... Wolves are kind of... Media. I'm not saying for neutral. Okay, I'm on about. Okay, sorry. I'm going to rephrase that. We're a big deal to our immediate to, rivals, immediate rivals, local rivals. Because the thought of Wolves getting Champions League, for argument's sake, to an Albion and a Villa fan, is 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 unthinkable, unheard of, and 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 would absolutely like gut them. Yeah, can I jump in? Yeah, of course you can. I think the thing, part of it for for me is football is cyclical, and every every dog has its day. And yeah. we've been the best team in the Midlands. You're currently the best team in the Midlands. Villa apparently won something in the eighties. Um, yeah. This this is part of the cycle, but never in the Premier League era. Uh, well, no, that's a lie. Villa did, but never in you know the two thousands in this modern era. Yeah. No, no Midlands team. West Midlands team has broken into that top four. They've not yes. been able to break that London, Manchester, Liverpool dominance. Yeah. And that would that would hurt to see to see it be Wolves who did that. I would be a bit like, it's a shame we never did that when we were at this stage in the season, sitting on about 40 points. Like yeah, yeah. we were in this position. We were in the top seven going yeah. into the last 12, 13 games of the season under Tony yeah. Steve Clark. And we never made anything of it. It would it would yeah, yeah. it would Gripe, yeah. Big gripe. Wolves managed to make it to the top four. Yeah, it was just a reaction I've never seen before. Like I couldn't believe like how many different people were so elated that Wolves had considered last minute winner. Um, but it is what it is. That that that's the nature of the beast. Um, and I remember texting a couple of my mates, Wolves fans, and just saying, "I really hope that sort of doesn't knock the stuffing out of us now." Um, and and it kills off the season. That, that was my that was my instant reaction. Yeah, um, and then then you know you 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 get to bed, you sleep on it, you go actually, you know what? It's not the end of the world. Champions League was always going to be a huge ask, you know. It was probably never going to happen in reality, but it's, it's nice to dream and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? We still we still go for Europe, and then you get to West Ham, and obviously you got the Samedo injury. You know he's probably going to make a couple of changes, but he brings in five changes, and you look at that team sheet and you go, Oof, you know that's that Billy Big Bollocks, Ali. You know he's made some big calls there, um, and it just didn't work. No, it, it just didn't work. Um, since pre-Christmas, in my mind. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't work, mate. And and, and I've seen stuff on Twitter since that that the, that the changes had to be enforced. Apparently, Wolves use a sort of like a, a green, amber, and red zone to to, to deal with players' um, fitness stats and where they are in terms of their capabilities. Right. And 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 when they're in the red zone, they're not allowed to play. Like they have to have a break. So I was reliably. I've seen a few reliable sources that, that the players that were changed were in the red zone or some along those lines. So I think some of them w- w- were enforced. Um, 
but ultimately it didn't pay off. We, we were really, really poor. It was a really poor performance. I, I can't really say too much about it. Um, we we allowed, a, in my mind, a, a bang average West Ham side um, who've been in not particularly great form recently to, 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 to sort of dictate the 90 minutes. We didn't show anything. If we did, it was too little too late ridiculously poor defending for the goal. I mean, I mean, we could have even held on for a barely deserved nil-nil, but to give away a goal in that manner, you know, it, it was Sunday league defending. And that's not me over-egging it. It was Sunday league. It was awful. Um, yeah, from, made... from not, not tracking the runner at the throw to then yeah. nobody being in the middle marking um, Thomas Socek to yeah, constantly yeah. being flat-footed and not getting in the way of Antonio's pass. Yeah, it all yeah. switched off from a throw. And like you said, that, that's what you expect at Sunday League level. Yeah, yeah, really, really poor, mate. And then, okay, he made a couple of subs and Neto came on and literally Neto just stood out like a sore thumb across the two teams, I mean, by the way. <laughs> you know, he, he just looked like he was he was on a different planet to all of them. Um and, you know, we had a few flashes and nothing, but it was nothing that was barely deserved. It was just poor, mate. Um, and I think the less said about it, the better. So it was a disappointing end to those important three games after starting off with those three points. The, the positive thing on it is, you know, we're comfortably in eighth. Yep. You know, we're only a couple of points behind the teams in front of us. We, we On paper, we've got a, a favourable run of, of fixtures between now and... April, yep. um, end of April. Uh, we don't play anybody within the top above us. We don't play anybody above us um, over the next, sort of, I think it's seven or eight games, maybe even more. Um, and so we have to regroup and we, we, have, we have to sort of look at it in a positive way and go, we're still in the mix, well in the mix. Yep. You know, it's a, it's a one-result turnaround. It's a one-result turnaround. So just um, the table, JB, Wolves currently on 40 points in eighth, yep. Man United 47 in fourth, but Wolves have yep. a game hand on them yeah. the, the thing that if it gets really congested the thing yeah. that rules back is that low goal difference you know having absolutely not goals, which yeah. has been our problem all season we're not clinical enough it's like we had a couple of and they were barely deserved hot chances but we had a couple of we're just not clinical enough and you've, you've got you've got Jimenez who just isn't the player that he was right now and that isn't me being disrespectful you know, that's not me hammering a player at a, at a life-threatening and, and career potentially ending injury. He's just not the player that he was right now. You know, in that, that's facts. You have to say it as you see. He has when he came on when he came on on Sunday, kids. We play. We had some little intricate build-up play. We were working the way into the box, and he decides to do like a, a, a rolled back heel on the edge of the box to no one for no reason. And he does that. He's made some really poor decisions this season. Jimenez has. Um, and yeah, and, and we just we did not clinical enough for me. Um, Bruno Lodge come out and has made a point publicly and said that, that that's a problem. How he addresses that between now and the end of the season, I don't know. I might get pelts with it. Well, I know I'll get pelts off SO because um, we, we were speaking during the game. But I thought Fabio Silva, you know, was, was bright, put himself about, created chances. At times, you know, he, you know his touch ain't always great and whatever. But that first half, mate, all, all our tactics were to lump it up to him against a six foot four cat kicking machine, you know, um, and, and he, no one was within 20 yards of him. In the second half, as soon as we played someone within 10 yards of him, he, he looked a different player. You know, I've seen a few West Ham tweets come up on my timeline. I've got a couple of mates who know West Ham fans and apparently they were all saying, you know, that kid up front for you was really bright. He was probably your best player, to be fair, apart from when Neto came on. You know, he had a good turn in the box where Zuma blocked, no, Zuma, I think it was the other one, was it Dawson? 
um, yeah. medical block and things like that. And I thought, you know what, I thought he did as much as he could. And I thought he made a stake to have a little bit of a run, to be honest. But, um, it, you know, he's still not quite ready yet. Jimenez isn't at the races. We haven't got another out-and-out striker with Premier League pedigree that's going to come in and score goals. And it does worry me because our goal scoring chart and the way we're not clinical in that final third it isn't good enough to be a top, well, we are a top eight side as we stand, but for us to really kick on and, and, and um, sort of, you know, achieve the ambitions that, that we're potentially capable of, we, 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 that's where we lack because defensively we're fantastic. I get what you mean. Yeah, you, you sort of, you're sitting eight in spite of um, a lack yeah. of, maybe a lack. We had a, we had a top, top, top striker, you know, you know, who, 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 who was clinical in that in that in that in that eighteen yard box? You could just quick snapshot away, bang, one nail sort of thing. Mm. Um, you're talking different gravy, but it is what it is, mate. Yeah, a couple of questions. Uh, yeah. Firstly, how many goals would Fabio Silva get in a championship loan? I know Wolves aren't in, in a position to do that right now. What do you reckon? How many goals would Fabio Silva get for? Hard, hard to say. It depends what kind of side he plays in, I guess. But I think he'd do well in the championship. You know, he's physically come on a lot. Yeah, you know he holds his own now. You know, you know. I'll be honest with you, mate. You know, within the first fifteen minutes, he didn't. He, he did more. He did more than Jimenez has done in the last two, three games. Okay. The first game against West Ham. Um, he's, he's come on physically. He's, he's awkward to look at when he's running and stuff. He's not the most graceful player. Um, but I think I think he'd hold his own in the championship now, and, and I think I think he'd do well. I don't know. I, I think I think he'd double figures in the championship comfortably. Comfortably for yeah, me. I think he might hit double figures. The, yeah. the thing is, like, when you have a price tag of thirty-five million, yeah, 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 yeah. eighteen, you're got you expected to be the finished product. But when you look yeah, at yeah. what he needs, is consistent game time at a good level, and he's not going to yeah. get Wolves because Wolves yeah, yeah, yeah. have lofty ambitions. And I do think what he needs is a bit of um, bit of time away. And again, it comes back to Wolves recruitment, as you alluded to, Jay, but you haven't got anyone else who could slot in. So, you know, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe next season or maybe next season, they might be thinking that, oh, he's ready now. But from the outside looking in, that's a player with a lot of technical quality who just need the proper run of games. Because he had his run last season and he, I felt a bit sorry for him at times. He looked... Yeah. Looked a bit out of his depth. He was, play, he was playing in a Nuno system where he was really isolated. He, he looked like a Nuno system in the first half when literally was oof it up to him, hope for the best, and there's no one within 20 yards of him. Yeah. Um, you know, but he still bagged four goals, you know, in a really poor sort of side. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, mate. You what, sorry? Two against us. Yeah, two of them against you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't really count, yeah. But um, no, like I said, mate, disappointed end to, to that to that sort of triangle of, of, of important games. But we look forward, we move on. We've got a home game at the weekend, um, you know, where we've had pretty much a week's rest. And I really hope we, we, can, we can pick up um, pick up sort of um, performance and points-wise at the weekend and, and let us kick on, really. But uh, but yeah, like I say, still still lots to play for. Just a disappointing couple of, couple of games um, to, to, to see out that sort of important phase of, of games, really. And the second question, JB, and the last yes. one, and Wolves, in a word or in a number, where do Wolves yeah. finish the season? Uh, I think we'll. I think we'll finish eighth. I think we'll. I think. I think we'll finish eighth. I think we'll. We'll just miss out. Um, and I can see it coming down to goal difference. I can see us picking yeah. up the results to match the teams above us. Um, but I think. We, I think it could come down to a to a goal difference thing, which would be a shame. Um, but you know that will have to be taken as another learning curve. You know. Yeah. So, okay, we'll JP. 
all right my man we do have a trivia question to loop back to can you remind me and the listeners of the trivia question normally i'm sat here thinking okay i've ticked x y and z off can i get this this yeah yeah i've not thought about it since we started the pod so i'm gonna be improvising maybe Sure. Who is the only player to score in the final of the Champions League, UEFA Cup, FA Cup and League Cup? Okay, so teams who have gotten to the UEFA or Europa League. Does it say UEFA Cup in the in the question? UEFA. UEFA. So I was close when I said some of the Chelsea lads. Is it is it Juan Mata? No, no, no. Okay. No. You you're probably close with Torres. What I meant was you're in the right era. Right, okay. Uh, is it Gerard? Yes. Yeah, of course. Gerard. So he scored in the UEFA Cup, the 2001 final against Alaves. Um, he scored in the 2003 League Cup final against Manchester United. Um, he also scored an own goal in the 2005 against Chelsea oh, wow. as well. He scored in the 2005 Champions League final against AC Milan and he scored in the 06 final against West Ham where he scored two. Wow. Well, that's mad that he did that in a run of five five seasons. Yeah, five year, yeah, five seasons. Yeah, crazy, really. What a player! Yeah, top top player. What a player. Excellent. Um, right, thank you. Um, if you are not in the mood for um, a somber reality check, where <laughs> Albion fans, you might not want to listen to the second half of this podcast because uh, I don't think it will be all that upbeat. I think we did all right keeping the Wolves chat upbeat off the back of two losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be yeah. swimming against the tide to keep this upbeat. <laughs> Debbie, we have lost um, again and again and again. It's now six losses in seven games. Our only point in that time came in a nil-nil against Blackburn. That was an awful game of football, if I'm honest. I try to default to positivity often with with Albion you know it's football shouldn't be something that gets you down it's an outlet at the end of the day um and I tried to be positive on Steve Bruce I did the bonus episode where we spoke about what it might be like with Steve Bruce coming in and scrambled around to get three positives three negatives (laughs) Um, I'm trying JB I'm trying but I've seen absolutely nothing which suggests to me that Steve Bruce is the man to get West Brom out of this division this season or next. So I'm not now thinking what's gone wrong this season. Where do we go from here? Have we got anything to play for? I'm thinking, when do we terminate this contract? When do we start afresh? Um, and, you know, I was going to say, I was going to talk about it today, but I'm going to talk about it now. It comes from a total lack of forward thinking. And then all of a sudden, start of this season, we had, we made a decision to go forward thinking, to go medium to long term. And if you liken it to a, to a card counter in the casino, anybody who um, knows anything about that sort of world, you'll know that even when Everything goes against you. You do not change your strategy um, because you've got to deal with variance. You've just got to keep going, keep going, and eventually the cards will turn. I'm now thinking six weeks removed from Valerian Ishmael leaving, or four weeks, however long it's been. It doesn't actually feel that long at all. It was the end of November. Was it the end of November, beginning of November? But we sacked 
It's oh, my... no, sorry. No, 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 ignore me. That, that was a different yeah. thing I was looking at. Ignore me. Ignore me. No, no. Um, end of Jan. End of Jan. End after, of Jan was it? Yeah. after the Millwall game. And that was, yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm now thinking, you know what? And I, I might get pelters for this, but this is my opinion. I'd have just stuck it out with Ishmael. In the end, the atmosphere went so toxic, his position became untenable. But I just wish the club would have come out, made a statement, and they'd have said they'd have stuck with him and gone again next year. And I can't really believe I'm saying that. But to to ditch something you've started to recruit for, something you've gotten behind financially and in terms of your vision, your ethos over the next couple of years, to to move away from that and go to a man who by his own admission isn't interested in tactics is just like, what are you doing? What? Why have you done this? What, where's the planning? What? What's the vision? I know we've had changes at the top. I know, th- and Ken, the former CEO or whatever he was, lost his job for it and now we've got Ron Gourlay. But it's like, why, why would he know the solution? Where, he's not got a good track record. He was one of many, many people at Chelsea in a successful era, but then he's gone to Reading and had absolutely no success. JB, I know you've got some burning hot takes on this and I'm just going to sit back and listen for a minute. Yeah, it, 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 it's um, it it uh, it's obviously been a really difficult time. It still is a difficult time. Probably only going to. Well. You're sorry. Probably only going to get worse as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I watched the game last night, and, and I watched it, and I know you hit the post a couple of times, but you know they the woodwork as well. But I watched a pretty bang average Swansea team. Right, too fair. They had a couple of standout players. I like to look at a couple of their lads. Yeah, and and the, the captain Grimes. I like the look of him as well. And then the lad who came on who changed the game. That end time. I think he's, I think if I say say the one who sort of changed yeah, the game yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the way they just played it around, it's like they had a purpose. Swansea. You know, the keeper very rarely kicked it out from the back. He was. I mean, he put them under pressure a couple of times. But yeah. they literally, they, they had an identity and they played quite good football, actually, at times. The target you're on... He's, he's, he's so yeah. friendly on... The, the, and and they, they identified a weakness, the targeted your right-hand side, that whole first half, which is, I imagine, that's why O'Shea got hooked um, and, and Furlong came on. Um, and then they did the same the second half, really, hence both the goals came down from... Well, yeah, the other both came down that side. Yeah. Um, but to, to just where, for me, Albion are... It's a really delicate one, um, and I'm conscious that it's very easy to jump on the bandwagon and, and just sort of go all in. But for me, I've, I've watched, obviously, a lot of Albion this season, as I did last season, um, and it and it does, and I'm going to put it out there, it, it reminds me of, of, of when Wolves got relegated into League One. Now, obviously, you're not going to get relegated. I'm not saying that, obviously. But... Not this season. No, no. But what, that season, Wolves got relegated. <clears throat> on paper, on paper, on paper, we 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 had a, a top three squad comfortably in that league. Comfortably as a top three squad. Comfortably. At the time, you had players like who were in their pom, if you like, you know, who were, you know, you had players like Kevin Dole, Ebanks Blake, O'Hara, Roger Johnson. Um, at the time were, you know, in the pump, we spent a lot of money on some top European talent, Bakary Sacco, who went on to have a really good career, 
Tongo Dumbia, who got a really bad injury, but he was top draw as well. We had Stearman in. Um, we had Carla Kaikimi, top kick. We had, we, on paper, we, had, we, were, we were minimum playoffs, top three, easy. But it doesn't matter. If, 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 if the feeling around the club is wrong, if the players don't want to play, no matter what manager... And we went through two managers that season, like you have. We went for the revolutionary, Stola Solbakken, European, bit left field, bit out there. We were third in October, had a bit of a bad run of results, dropped down the table, bombed him in January. Brought in Dean Saunders to stabilise the club, you know. And it's almost got a lot of mirror feel to it. Apart from the fact... Pardon, pardon? Thinking that, yeah. Is, yeah. Is... Apart from the fact that you're in a lot, you're in a much better position than what Wolves were points wise. Yeah. Um, but it took war and, and and it didn't matter. We could have had a prime Barcelona players on our pitch, and it wouldn't have mattered because those players in that club at the time did not want to play for whether they don't play for the manager, for the club, for the fans, they didn't want to be there. And I get that feeling from the Albion. It's like the players don't, I don't know if they don't want to play for the manager, for the fans, the club, they don't want to be there. They've had an, I don't know what it is, but I watched, I've watched them a lot this season. I watched them particularly over the last couple of months. And it's like, nobody wants to be there. It's a toxic atmosphere. You know, people take the piss out of like, oh, Albion fans have come dressed as seats and all that sort of But can you blame them? Why do they want to go and sit and watch that dross? You know, and I just look at it. And for me, what saved Wolves from becoming another run-of-the-mill championship club like we were in the most, and not most of my footballing life watching Wolves have been a mediocre, run-of-the-mill, Premier League, club, uh, sorry, championship club apart from the odd season or two in the Prem. What saved us was going down. And I'm not for one second saying Albion need a relegation. But when we went down, it was the... The, the firelight, the spark that meant we need a, a great reset. We need to, and we, and we were very fortunate we brought in Kenny Jacket, who cleared out pretty much everyone apart from, you know, lads who wanted to be there, some young lads. Um, we, we, a lot, we had some, we were lucky, like Bakri Sacco stayed. We had some good time. We had Kevin McDonald come in and Lee Griffiths, stuff like that. We had some really good players and we ran away with the League One title. And then we became an established championship club just beside the playoffs. And then Foson came in, brought us and the rest is history. And I just feel that Albion at a point where they are on the verge of becoming the club that they were in the 90s, if they're not careful. Or a club of, of what I experienced watching Wolves, where they, where you become a, 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 a run-of-the-mill championship club where you, you, want to, you want to fight for the playoffs, but you know if, if you do, it's great. But if not, you, you don't really have any much expectation because you look at the clubs around you, particularly in the league now, and the clubs that are probably going to come down this season, for argument's sake. So you've got you've you've got Bournemouth, you Fulham's, who you know aren't necessarily bigger clubs than Albion, but in the terms of the way that they invest in the club, the players that they attract, the way they do things, they're always probably going to be ahead of Albion in the game of, of getting promoted. They might come back down next season, but they'll still be ahead of Albion in that sort of game. You've got big clubs now who seem to have found the feet a little bit. Your Forest, your Middlesbroughs, your QPRs you know, uh, Sheffield United and all these sort of teams that seem to start on a march on Albion in terms of style of play, managerial appointments, um, fan sort of investment in terms of how the, the feel-good factor around the club. And then you look at who's potentially going to come down next season. And it's going to be one of, sorry, it's going to be three of Norwich, Watford, Newcastle, Brentford, Leeds, Everton's a long shot, obviously. But it's going to be probably three of those five, three huge clubs in their own right who... who and I just look at them and I think they are, they're in a position now where this could get 
I don't, I don't know if to say messy. I'm not quite sure because I don't really understand the ownership politics of, of the Albion as much as you do. And I don't really know where the investment side of thing stands. And I know they've just shell that in DK and stuff like that. But I just look at it and I, I see a lot of parallels to the when Wolves, when we got relegated in terms of the managerial thing. The, on paper, the squad is a, is a top six, top three team. Um, but the players didn't want to be there. They didn't want to play for the club. They didn't care about Wolves. Didn't care. Didn't want to be there. And it showed we got relegated. I've been on at that level yet because you've got points on the board early doors and you're not going to get relegated. But it's just got so many parallels to that Wolves era where relegation saved us in a way. Whereas a worry that if Albion don't go up this year, which, you know, let's be honest with you, you you're not. I, I might, <laughs> some miracle might happen and might come back to bite me on the arse. But, you know, I think anybody in the right mind would say right now they're not going to. You look at the teams that are going to potentially come down from the Prem the teams that are above you in the championship right now that seem to be making strides. I just think it's looking dangerous in terms of, I can see sort of regressing to the Albion of the nineties, if you like, um, because I just look, I watched that game last night and there's a period that I, you probably don't remember, or you might do, I don't know. At Swansea would turn it up. It's probably about 88 minutes and there was a ball in the middle of the centre circle and there was like four Albion players sort of dilly-dallying, and whoever it was, it might have been that, that Grimes kid for Swansea, he just sort of controlled the ball, flicked it up, trotted it over, I think it was Andy Carroll's head, to, to their left-back. And he had four or five Albion lads just literally there, like, just going like this, for the benefit of the view, I'm just sort of, like, looking into space. And, and Swansea just sort of just canted up the, 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 you know, and there was just no energy, no effort, no... And I get it hard when the fans have just been chanting at you, you're not fit to wear the shirt, the empty seats are in front of you, you turn all down, you've got no identity, it's crap. But yeah, I just, and that feels like I've just piled on and gone really negative, but that's where I see it at the moment. And I just think if they're not careful, they're going to regress 25 years, potentially, if they're not careful in the space of a couple of seasons. And that sounds really extreme. I agree. I agree with every single word. Every single word. We there's a stat we've laughed about this a lot. Um, I say I've never seen Albion finish below fourth. The actual stat is in the 21st century we've not finished below sixth. Um, I don't quite remember the 2000 2001 season, which is why I always yeah. go fourth one. Um, we, we've played a different stratosphere now. We, this is a new problem to the modern Albion fan, and like you say, we risk regressing 25 years. And it's not just you saying that, not just me saying that. This is a this is a general consensus. There's um, a yeah. That there's a problem at, at West Bromwich Albion. And I think there's been problems there for a long time and we've papered over the cracks for quite a long time. The, the, the key run or the key moment really, which set us on a very, very challenging, damned psychological path was stumbling over the line under Billich when Brentford were hot on our heels. The club needed to go up. The club would be in far worse financial situation if we didn't go up. Obviously, it's great that we went up. Um, it's lovely when that happens. You know, speaking from experience, yeah. emotions are always are always great. But we went up in the wrong way. Yeah, we went up in the wrong way with a manager who had gotten a. To be honest, such a good tune out of a, a band of average players, and Mateus Pereira. Yeah, I think it's it, it. I think Mateus Pereira could play for 
80% of Champions League clubs. I know he's he's chosen the Middle East, but you saw him playing in the Club World Cup final and or the Club World Cup semi-final. And I think when you've got a player of that quality in the second tier, like Wolves had when they had the likes yeah, of yeah, yeah. in there, yeah. it can really paper over some cracks. And you're looking at the likes of Callum Robinson, not not in, in anywhere near the level to be a, a top six championship player. That's an utter myth. Yeah. Preston's level. Preston was his level. Preston is his level. Sheffield United realised they'd wasted money on him and looked for a reason to get him out. Albion announced it with him on a medium to long-term contract. Not good enough. Yeah. Kyle Bartley, his level is championship. There's a reason Arsenal released him early in his career and he ended up at Swansea in the championship and he didn't make the grade at Leeds in the championship because he's a championship player. And he's weak mentally. And Callum Robinson is weak mentally. And Shemi Ajayi, who I love, is weak mentally. His level is championship. Connor Townsend, weak mentally. Sam Johnston, weak mentally. We've got a core of players who have suffered this joint trauma and continue to get asked questions of each week. And they fail time and time and they ain't got the, and they ain't got the cojones and, and that's what happened with Wolves they had that trauma of going down into toxic situations the 5-1 Albion thing the Mick McCarthy sacking the Terry Connor debacle all of this and then Sol Bakken came in and none of them liked Sol Bakken because he was a bit too revolutionary for him for them and the, they wanted to play the old Mick McCarthy 4-4-2 way and Sol Bakken wanted to instill that European mentality which is now seen across the board and even in bleeding league two but it was just probably too, we, he was too early at Wolves Sol Bakken was really um, you know and they dug the reels in and then and then they didn't want to know you know I mean, it, I mean it was bad at Wolves you know you had Roger Johnson turning into training pissed up you know you, you had you know, you had loads of stuff going on. It, 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 I think it was worse than Albion, to be honest. I think yeah, that's yeah. season at Wolves. But there are many parallels that are very, very similar. And like I said, Wolves saving grace, we can look back on it now. We wouldn't have thought at the time, but our saving grace was the relegation because what it did was it made the owners realise they need a great reset and they need to bring in a manager who's going to be able to implement that properly. And Kenny Jackett at that time was the most perfect appointment to do that. Um, and and he was able to bring in a blend of, of up and coming youth players. He was able to get rid of the the, the deadwood and the, the 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 bomb squad as it was as it was known at the time. Um, makes me make you know really savvy key signings that went on to be top championship players for some of them. Have now done really well in the prem, um, and, and enabled us to become a again a top ten championship club who would challenge for the playoffs consistently. Um, and then Fosen came in and took us to the next level and, and, and the rest is history, as they say. But I look at, like I said, I look at Albion. I've watched them a lot this season. I've watched them under Ishmael at times. I've watched them under Bruce. And I just watched them last night just prance around that pitch and let Swansea just play around them. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and you know what? I'm a Wolves fan, you know. I don't, I don't have much... I don't have any love for Albion, likewise, you don't for Wolves. But I watched that last night, and in a really weird kind of way, it was almost quite, and I'm not saying sad as in I feel sorry for them, but it was just like, this is this is sad in football terms, like, like, like this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a team that have fallen massively, and I don't know, and I can't put my pulse on why, I can't put my finger on my pulse and say why, because that run of form, kids, that you've had since November, pretty much, 
through two managers, through multiple styles of play, through number, multiple different players as well. And every time it's it failed. And, and that's why it brings me to my belief that these players don't want to be there. Don't want to, I don't know if they don't want to be at the club. They don't want to play for the manager. They've had enough. I don't know, but there's nothing. I've watched Arvin a lot since most this season, apart from the clash with Wolves. And it's like they don't want to be there. There's no excuse. In terms of what, in terms of what the reason is, I think it comes back to mentality. I yeah, think yeah. the fact we've got, uh, you know, a leadership group, if you like, of Jake Livermore, Kyle Bartley, um, and maybe include Sam Johnston in there. Players who... Livermore, his petulance has let him down time and time again at Albion. Yeah, yeah. More for weeks because it, and through this really pivotal run. Kyle Bartley is... is he, he, You look at Kyle Bartley, he looks flustered when something starts to go wrong and he looks so panicked and he instills panic in the rest of the back four. Sam Johnston, to be fair to Sam Johnston, his performances have been top, top, top class for the best part of two years now. But there are times when Sam John when questions are asked are asked of Sam Johnston and he doesn't always come up with the answers. He he is maybe the exception in this. But I'm looking at the senior members in Albion's team and I'm saying where where's the leadership? Where's the example? When you go you go to a dressing room and you, you want a leader. You want someone to go, right, I want to be like you. I'm going to lace my boots on and play like you. I'm going to follow your example. I'm going to train like you. I'm going to eat like you. I'm going to be as good as you. Who do you look at in that Albion dressing room and say, I want to be as good as you? Nobody. Nobody. And it's all relative. There's people in League Two will have that role model in their dressing room and say, I want to be like you. I want to score 20 goals a season because you... You do this and you do that. You're the last one out of the training ground. There's nobody. There's nobody at Albion. You'd put your finger on and say, "Yes, that's the standard. That's gonna keep. That's gonna keep us in the top six. There's yeah, no- yeah. In terms of technical quality, we've got a couple. Grady Diangana, who's bless him, so low on confidence. I think he needs time away from the game. And we've got. No, that's probably it. And Daro Shea as a young defender, Daro Shea as well as a, as a centre back long term. I'd say he's he's good enough, but Sam Johnson's on his way out. So you you're really scraping the barrel, and it makes you think how good was Romain Sawyer's and how good was Mateus Pereira, because we look a different side and we've not changed all that much. Yeah. I'm getting my hopes as most Albion fans are on next season. We get this reset. We get a couple of fresh bodies through the door. We can start to change this culture, and Daryl DK is is the real deal because we've yeah. already that you alluded to finance earlier. We've already spent a big chunk of money on him, and I don't think that's a bad investment in any way, shape, or form. I think right. that's going to be a good investment regardless of what division Albion are playing in. I just look at it, and I think we've got one year left of, of parachute payments. If it doesn't start to go right pretty quickly, we head down that back to the 90s path that you're talking about, JB. Yeah. It's it's difficult, mate. It's difficult. It's, it's difficult. And like I said, I've been there. You know, I've, we're, 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 we're different ages, as our listeners know. And we've kind of, um, you know, we, we've experienced different um, different levels of, 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 of sort of success, if you like. Um, and what I've been, it's funny because I was chatting to my brother, George, who's been covered for me on the pod a few times earlier. And I said to him, like, 
I've always said, and you can go back on my, my tweets and anything that I've put about wars, I've always said, enjoy the ride, enjoy the ride, because if ever folks decide to pull the plug or, you know, football's a cycle thing, as you, as you alluded to earlier, you know, you know, this could all be over in the, in the blink of an eye. Obviously, I, I work in the in the Stoke area, I work up in Leek, so obviously it's, it's predominantly Stoke fans, and, and they're a classic example of a team that, you know, less than 10 years ago were... Had players like Bojan and Marko Anatovic, and they were they were shooting the stuff in the UEFA in the Europa League at Valencia quarterfinals and things like that, you know. And you look at them now, sort of you know scrapping to try and pick up enough points to even be in contention for the playoffs, and they're sort of languishing now. Um, and it's good, it seems like a long, long way away, despite a lot of investment for Stoke. Um, they just can't seem to get to get that right sort of mix. Um, and I said to George, like I said to him, I said, you know, if it all went tits up for Wolves in the next few years and we ended up languishing the championship again, it wouldn't be great uh, compared to what we've had. But like for me and George, for argument's sake, you know, we, we've experienced that for most of our footballing life supporting Wolves. So it wouldn't be so much, so much of a shock to the system. Whereas for yourself, it's, it's probably a bit more personal because you have had relative a lot of success, if you like, supporting the Albion. Um, and, and, it, and it's a big culture shock. But like I said, without sort of getting sentimental and, and, and personal in, in essence, Albion have got some real deep, deep thinking to do f- from the top, really, in terms of what direction they want to go in. And you've alluded to it, you know, at the beginning of the season, they wanted to be progressive, they wanted to go with medium to long term, they wanted something that was different, fresh, they got the Ishmael appointment, et cetera, et cetera. And then they pushed the panic button um, through a number of reasons, I imagine. Results weren't yeah. great. I think the fans weren't on, the fans weren't on site. It became um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hindsight's a wonderful thing. You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. You know, you, you can look back and go, oh, you know, we should, you know, we should stuck with this. But decisions are made there and then cut cloth, you know. Um, and, and football is, is bread and butter day in, day out. And decisions are made there and then. And then that decision was made. And you're in a situation now where you've got a manager who... Doesn't even look like he wants to be there. Just his tone in press conferences, really, the way he talks and stuff. I just don't see anything, any any fire in his belly. Whether or not he was expecting to come in and see a better quality of group of players than what he anticipated, whether the players were expecting a different version of Steve Bruce. Um, I just don't know, mate, but something's gone drastically wrong and it's shown in results, performances and league table. And what Albion need to do is now is he's, he's, he's basically get this season out of the way without too much discreditation. Um, without pissing off too many of the of the loyal fan base, and make some kind of statement of intent in the summer. What that is, how I don't know. We'll we'll probably touch on that later on in the season, um, because again, you, you go back to the the be all and end all really of football, and, and you go back to your managerial side of things. So let's be honest, with the managers are key, and and you get a good manager in with the right ethos the right man management, the right way of doing things. And you, you tend to be successful, not all the time, but generally you are. Um, and it's like, well, who do Albion go for now? Okay. And then we don't get into that right now because you don't know who, which manager is going to go between now and August and the way that things pan out. But yeah, the, that pulse get ever smaller. Um, and yeah, for me, yeah. I, th- I think I've said all I need to say on the matter really, mate. <laughs> I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours yeah. and hours. Yeah. We are down well down the negative rabbit hole, which isn't really our style, JB. Yeah. Let's haul ourselves out of the negative yes. rabbit hole to look ahead to two games this weekend. Would you like to start with Wolves or Albion? Should we go Wolves? Because we've spoken Albion. For a yeah, length. let's go Wolves. So we, 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 we've got a Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff, which... Against um, Palace, if I'm not mistaken. Against Crystal Palace. 
who, who, who aren't, you know, they're sort of they're picking up results here and there. You know, some weeks they look they look decent, other weeks they look a little bit uh, vulnerable. Uh, Vieira generally has done a pretty good job for them. I think better than what most people expected. So they'll they'll be um they'll they'll be a tough game. They 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 uh smashed us in on the season when we went went at Sellers Park. We lost two 0 mm-hmm. and that, that flattered us to be honest. Um, we were really poor and they did they did a proper number on us. Um. I hope that, that that we've learned the lessons from the last couple of games. Um, I hope that Bruno um, does what he does best and and sort of brings in some fresh ideas and 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 you know reinvigorates the players to say, look, there's still plenty to play for. I always fancy us at home. I always, I always look fancy us at home, no, no matter what. Um, I, I always think we've always always got a chance of we playing at home. Um, so so yeah. Apart from Samada, I think we've got, we 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 we're in for a fully fit squad. Samada's a big loss, by the way. Really big loss. Missed him massively on Sunday. Um, Keanu Hoover was probably putting probably the worst performance in a Wolves shirt that I've seen probably since I was a Celtic at Older back when I was like probably nine ten, and I was watching players like Steve Steve uh, Corico and uh, Steve Claridge and. Robert Taylor, uh, googling. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm not sure where he's going to go. I imagine Johnny might come in at right back. I imagine he'll bring Ryan Ryan Uri, Ryan Nate Uri back in. Um, ain't new, should I say? Um, <laughs> back back in. Um, um, and then we should see where he goes sort of for the rest of the, the team. In essence, never is one booking away from 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 a two game ban. But to be honest with you, I think it, 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 that that's riding out to the end of the season now. So. Um, if he gets it Saturday, so be it, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, be interesting to see where he goes. I do think Johnny Johnny will start. We'll be surprised to see Neto start. He's had a couple of cameos, look sharp, and I think he might come in um, and start potentially on, on Saturday, which would be great. But yeah, we're at home, mate. We've, we've, we've got to bounce back. Um, so I'm going to try and end the pod on a positive, and I'm going to go two uh, one Wolves. Nice. Okay. Uh, looking at the league table earlier, I know it's. Palace have actually lost less games than Wolves this season, which is amazing. Um, but Wolves have won 12, so they're way ahead, whereas Palace have only won six. Um, it's a funny old game, isn't it? It was surprising. Um, I am going to echo that sentiment, JB, and I'm going to say Wolves will have enough to win this game too. I am going to say a 2 nil win to Wolves um, and I think Wolves will close the gap slightly on the top six and over to Albion we are away at Hull this weekend team who are relegation threatened I say relegation threatened this shouldn't go down um, but with Derby now more than competitive it's possible uh, I'm just going to double check the table so they're sitting 37 points no, they'll be fine. So they're probably we're probably playing another team who have nothing to play for. Hull won their last game, and looking at it again now, yeah, they've got a significant win. So I think they'll be fine. Um, so we now play a team with nothing to play for, and we played a team with nothing to play for in our last game, and then they made it look like they were the ones chasing the playoffs. Swansea outclassed us. Um, Hull are going through. A- period of big transition they're a bit like Albion they're just looking to get to the end of the season now um, and start afresh under the new manager um, I think Grant McCann's a really shrewd appointment for Peterborough by the way who I know are bottom but yeah. I'd be surprised if he doesn't take them back up the first time I've asked him um, but yeah so with, with Hull I'd be 
I'd be surprised if we got a, a better version of Albion turning up. Our away form has been abysmal this season. I've gotten to quite a few away games. I haven't seen us win. I haven't seen us score either. Um, to great expense, and you know, Saturdays spent on the terraces, and like I, I, I feel so bad for any Albion fan who does every single away game because it's soul destroying at the moment. But I don't expect Albion to go up there, make that long journey, and play well. Um, I know it's one of Steve Bruce's old clubs, and he'll want to win, but I don't think that stands for much because he clearly can't get a tune out of the side. I'm going to go for nil nil. JB, what do you reckon? Yeah, I was going to say one one. Um, I was going to say 1-1 one, one. I think it's one of them games where I think Hull you know you both think it's the end of the season as, as we stand nothing to play for particularly Albin in a rotten run of form Hull transitioning as you say Albin's away form hasn't been particularly pleasant uh, throughout the season um, and so it's a difficult chip going up there sort of thing and I think it's one of them where it's probably the, the, the last sort of game you'd want in the run you're in now if that makes sense yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'll, um, I'll I'll go I'll go one all, and um, I think it'll just sort of drag out that feeling of yeah that that sort of difficult feeling that's probably around yourself and, and a lot of Albion fans right now. So yeah, what one all for me, pal? Yeah, I I, I don't think we'll yeah I, I don't think we'll see yeah. a goal to be honest. Mm, right. Yeah. Um, the, my, the one thing I'm pinning my hopes on is football can change very very quickly, and who yeah. knows international break with DK back we might finish with a bit of steam and end the season on a positive note but that remains to be um, if you are listening at this point you have done very well because we've been recording for quite a long time now um, so thank you for your support thank you for listening thank you for tuning in to anybody who does as always you can find us on Twitter at BCR pod and if you haven't already rated us on Spotify or on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts please do give us a rating and share us on Twitter text a friend whatever it is um, word of mouth really does help anything to add JB before we sign off no, mate, I think that's it. Um, yeah, sorry for the, the sombre negative tone to our listeners. Right, but I think it's, one of, it's one of them that we had, we had to sort of uh, get into and what I've been speaking about. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed next week we might have a, a little bit more of a smile on our faces. Oh, eh? I'm going to do something to lift the mood, like listen to the Smiths and have a cry. Uh, <laughs> any... It's been a pleasure. Um, listeners, yeah, thank, you. Again, thank you. And we will catch you in the next episode. Have a lovely week. I hope your football team wins, unless you support Wolves. <laughs>